Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. This week, we continue through our hypothetical life group that we're leading, Mike. I know you're so excited about it, but we are on week three of our life group at your house. You've been a great host. I just want you to know you and Jessica are fantastic. (laughs) Yep, I know we are, but thank you for telling me. Yeah, you're welcome. I just encourage you in that. And so the sweet and salty mix that we're doing for food has been good. Um, It has been a lot of fun. Our core group of people that we started with um, has been faithful, and we've actually even had one or two new people come in. Uh, And so it has been a really great hypothetical first three weeks. Yes, this hypothetical group has been very easy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We are, though, continuing through this life group starter guide. And so if you're not familiar with this, this is a resource that we created to help uh, our long hollow group uh, get started. And so if you can find that in the show notes, and it's going to help walk through the first four weeks. And so this is a super helpful guide that's interactive. And so the leaders are definitely going to want to follow that. This is week three. So just to recap, week one was just getting to know one another and setting expectations. Week two was the impact that life group has on us as group members. So we talked about getting involved and participating, getting in D groups eventually over time as relationships with one another form. This week, we've, we moved from looking inward to looking outward. It's going to be the impact life group has on others. So the people that are not yet here. And this is a topic that I get super excited about. This week is one that I'm probably the most excited for our groups to go through because I think looking outward is not natural for us. I think it's natural for us to look inward and say, man, my spiritual growth, I really want to do this. But to get our life group members all thinking, man, not just about how could this benefit me, but how could this benefit others? man, that would be huge. And so to do that real quick, I want to walk you through a couple of these pages. And then Mike and I are going to help you uh, navigate specifically that next step conversation so that you can have that light bulb go off for your group members that, hey, this group isn't just about me. It's about the, my friends, the people who, uh, the people who need this community who aren't yet here. And so on page 10 is the leader preparation page. And so in that, you're going to see uh, before the group, listen to the, this podcast episode. So if you're doing that, great, good for you. You're already, you know, you're already done one part of this. Also, if you haven't registered your group, but what we would encourage you is to send out the participant guide link. And then in your launch kit that you got, you should see who's your one cards. We gave you about 15 of those. They're small little three by five business cards. You're going to want to make sure you bring those to the meetings because that's part of the next step uh, response part of the discussion. So then when you get into it, as always, Mike, we start with our icebreaker because this is more than a Bible study, right? It's a lot of fun and it's, it's more than a Bible study. We're trying to be relational. Uh, It's a great way to get to know one another. And so in our hypothetical group here, I'm going to go ahead and ask you an icebreaker from our icebreaker deck. All right, lay it on me. Here you go. If you could instantly be an expert in any subject, what subject would you pick? Wow. That's a, that's a big question. 
Well, let me say this: since you're already the theological expert and obviously, you know all things yes, Jesus, yep. let's let's stick with no Jesus jukes here. No, like obe- you know, obedience, Jesus answered. Give a give us some a fun subject. Not that Jesus isn't fun, but a non-spiritual subject that you would like to be an expert in. So instantly an expert without trying instantly. or doing. Just someone flips a switch and I'm instantly an expert. That's right. All right, I think I got it. And I, don't, I think you're going to be surprised by it. What do you think it is? Uh, cornhole. No. <laughs> I don't care enough about cornhole. It just makes All for right. a good illustration. Is it got to be, <laughs> is it woodworking? Uh, no, because I'm already an expert in that too. Okay. So, All right. Uh, so we got a dog um, probably a couple of months ago. We call it our pandemic puppy. And it listens to me when it wants to, but not necessarily when I wanted to. <laughs> so if I could just flip a switch and instantly be an expert, it would be in dog training. Like I would want to be like the dog whisperer. <laughs> Can That's just really make funny. that animal do exactly what I want, when I want, and how I want. <laughs> That's really funny. I would probably go with uh, a basketball. Uh, like I tried it and I love the sport, but at the end of the day, I'm a short, I'm a short guy. Like I really had no hope. I can't jump that high. Like, and so to be able to just somehow be an expert in it and be NBA level quality, that would be fantastic. And That's I will ambitious. say there's better money in being an expert in basketball than there is in being a dog trainer. Just, just saying you didn't think that one through but yeah but at least the animal would not be pooping in my house anymore <laughs> well then then you could hire a maid to clean it up you'd be good so anyway I, this is not why people came and, uh, not, and no. listened to this episode but it does highlight again this is a huge part of your group laughing having fun going on rabbit trails like enjoy that icebreaker time once you actually get into the meat of this, just like we're about to now with the podcast, you're going to jump into Matthew 9, 9 through 13, which is a great passage of how Jesus uh, has dinner with Matthew and his friends that are all tax collectors. And you just see the type of people Jesus hung out with, and you see the impact that Jesus's presence had with uh, Matthew and his friends. And so this is really going to set you up to have a conversation of, man, how do we create a place where people can be welcome and accepted that no matter what their backgrounds are, they can come and hang out with us in our life group and they can feel that acceptance, just like the tax collectors who were the outcasts of their community, how they felt accepted by Jesus. So with that, in the next step section, Mike, maybe you can just kind of walk us through the first thing that we want to help our group really discuss is how do we create that welcoming and accepting environment? And so what are some of those practical ways that, you know, you're thinking of that you help your groups uh, think through? What are some of those practical tips that you give? Whenever we're starting group or like, let's say we're like, this is a brand new group, right? So we're in week three. So on week one, I've always viewed this idea of making the group as welcoming as possible. It it starts on your doorstep. So as soon as they're walking in the door, they have to feel like they're welcome. Because there's already going to be, especially if it's somebody new to the group, that maybe they don't know everybody in the group or anybody in the group, uh, and they've gotten connected with you somehow, we have to make sure that as soon as they step foot in that house, they feel welcome. One of the ways I've always done this is obviously you're greeting them at the door. You're not just hollering, hey, come on in. You know, you're going to want to greet them at the door, introduce yourself if you haven't met yet, that type of thing. But then also pulling other people in 
to engage them with conversation. So it's not just me as the leader that is the one talking to them because I'm supposed to. It's the entire group that is trying to help make them feel welcome. They're engaging them in conversation. So one of the ways that I will do that is as I'm talking to them and I know that, let's say they're, they're a lawyer and I know I've got another lawyer in the group. I'm like, hey, Jim, come on over here. Hey, meet Joe. He's a lawyer too. And then get those two talking. And then I'm going to step out and I'm going to get other people to keep engaging them in conversation to help make them feel welcome. Uh, some other ways you can do it is not calling them out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if you get into the discussion time, it's their first time, they're new to the group. Uh, and not asking a question and then saying, hey, you, you're new. What do you think about this question? You know, stuff yes. like that is going to put them on the spot or, you know, draw unnecessary attention to them that's going to make them feel uncomfortable. I, I like to associate it with um, middle school or high school. So we're all adults, but we still have those same anxieties, you know, yeah. whether, you know, it, Am, am I going to be accepted? Are people going to like me? You know, all those things, just because we have been out of high school for, you know, I'm not going to say how many years I've been out of high school, <laughs> but for however long that's been, we sure. still have those same anxiety and fears that we're not going to be liked. We're not going to be expect, accepted. You know, all these things are welling up. So we have to, we have to understand that as they're coming into the environment and right. try to get in front of as much of that as we can. Well, and I think, you know, like with church services, one of the worst things you can do is like, if you're a guest today, stand up, you know, like <laughs> the, the fear of yeah. public speaking is worse than the fear of death. Like studies show that. And so like, it's this idea of like, people do not want to be put at the center of a spotlight. And so like, one of the things that you can do is just say, Hey, everybody's new to that. You know, everybody, this is a new group. So we're all kind of getting to know one another. And so let's all go around and just share a little bit, your name, um, you know, what you do or what your answer to the icebreaker is, but making it feel like a new group and everybody's on the same footing is a huge piece of that. And that's a great benefit you have that you're only three weeks into your life group. But if you've been meeting for longer, for whatever reason, just don't say, all right, so we have a couple of new people. So, uh, hey, uh, Joe, you're new. Tell us about yourself. That's that's not what Joe wants. We all know it, each other, but you don't know any of us. So tell us about yourself. That's right. That would be a great <laughs> example of how your good intentions did not make a good impact. It yeah. was it was not good. And so, like, don't just single those people out. Um, and then I would say too, in that discussion, we talk about this, that uh, with what we're looking for, the elements of life-changing discussion, we really want the discussion to be newcomer friendly. We want it to be authentic. We want people not to feel like they have to have it all together to, uh, to interact. And that's why we ask like the question in, in, uh, num in number two in the discussion, like, can you share how Jesus has impacted your life in a similar way? And so, like, you don't have to know anything about Jesus uh, and the Bi or anything about the Bible to be able to share of just, man, this is how, uh, this is what Jesus means to me personally. Yeah. And so, having those type of questions in our discussion guide, creating that type of environment where people can, there's really no right or wrong type answer. At least that's not the feel we're going for. You're just saying, hey, tell us about yourself, share. Uh, that's a huge way to make people feel welcome. 
Um, so what would you say, like, as we're having this discussion, Mike, like, how can we help our group if, if it's kind of slow going? So w- first off, awkward pauses happen all the time. So as a facilitator, <laughs> if you ask that question and ask for practical ways that we can make people feel welcome and accepted and it's crickets, give it a little bit, give yeah. it longer than you think you should. But let's just say our people need some uh, help getting going and, and giving ideas. Any recommendations for our facilitator to kind of help bring that conversation along? So when you throw a question out there, uh, it is, you're right, it's very common for it to be crickets for a second. And there is that awkward pause that you talked about. Uh, and I, I have always recommended to leaders to get comfortable with that awkward pause because it, it may not be a situation to where they don't want to talk or they don't know what to say or they're shy. It, it could be some of that. But a lot of times people just need a little bit more time to process um, what you've just asked them. That's that's one option. They may just need the time. So we need to give them the time, even though it's uncomfortable. If you get comfortable with that awkward pause, I promise you somebody else is going to get so uncomfortable with it that <laughs> that's they're true. going to start talking. <laughs> it's a showdown. Uh, yeah, so that's that's one scenario where you just need to wait it out. Uh, another option is that they don't understand the question you just asked and nobody is willing to pipe up and say, hey, I don't understand what you're talking about. So. Right. There, there have been times where I've posed a question and nobody's responding, so I will try to reword the question. Or yeah. you know, if it's, hey, share about a time uh, in your life where Jesus has really changed your life, you know, or whatever that question is, and I'm not really getting much of a response, uh, then I'll just tweak the question, or I'll maybe provide some explanation. Or this may be a situation where I need to answer the question first because we're mm. also, as leaders, setting that bar at what's yeah. okay to share. So you know, it could be a situation they need more time to think. It could be a situation where they don't understand the question and you need to phrase. And then it could be a situation where you need to answer the question first to to show them how much is okay to share because they might be nervous with like, Hey, I would love to tell this story, but it's pretty personal. And I don't know if this is the place yet. Cause you know, right now in this, in our group, we're in week three. So people yeah. are still warming up to it. They're still figuring out what's okay to share. You know, they're getting through all these things. So there, you could use some of those things. If you're not getting a lot of participation, those are some ways that I've tweaked it in the past. Yeah, that's, I think that's super helpful. If you have somebody that you do trust in the group that knows where you're going, it's also going to say, hey, you know, Mike, what, what would you say to that? Like, why don't you get us started with a practical way? Yeah. Uh, and so that's helpful. For this question, one that may help in rephrasing this is, hey, what would make you feel welcome if this was your first week? And, 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 and get them thinking of, man, what would make me feel welcome, accepted? What would make this a friendly group? Yeah. And that's going to help you kind of pivot to the last part of this is who's your one. And so this, we've had previous episodes about this as well, but what we want to do is we want each person in the group to think through who is one person in their life who would benefit from a group like this. And so ideally for you as a leader, um, you know, between us and you, we want somebody who doesn't know Jesus, somebody that is a non-believer uh, but that language, especially if there's already a non-believer in your group, may be a little too uh, insider heavy. It may not be as, as sensitive. And so an uh, easy way to reframe that is just say, hey, who in your life would benefit from a group like this? 
who in your life would benefit from a life-changing group where you can belong, believe, and become? Yeah. And so asking that question, you know, what you say is, man, let's create a place where regardless of uh, your background or baggage or whatever, you are welcome and accepted. Um, who needs a group like that? And what you want to do is say, hey, we're going to put a pause in the discussion today and we're going to finish this next week. And so next week is going to be a little bit different format where you're not starting a new passage and bringing up a new idea. It's going to be a continuation of this idea. And so what you want to tell uh, your group members is, hey, take some time and think of one person in your life and that you know would benefit from a group like this. Give them some social circles to think through, a neighbor, a friend, a family member, somebody they see at uh, the grocery store, whatever it may be. But you say, just come with the name and you hand out that uh, who's your one card. And you say, take this, pray over it. And then next week, we're going to talk about what we can do with that, uh, with that name. We want you to share it with the group, at however you feel comfortable. And we're going to talk about how we as a group are going to create a place where they can experience the same life change that you are. I'd say it's so important to give them that time to Vic that, you know, you're talking about like, Hey, take the card, pray over it. And then let's come back next week and talk about it. Cause some of the people you might hand them that card and they're going to be writing down three, four names because they just, yeah. they've got people on their heart already, but some people may not know anybody to write down yeah. and to, to try to require them to do it right there in front of everybody. You know, we're talking about making the, the group feel welcoming and now, now we're on the spot and everybody knows names. That I don't know a name and I don't, oh, wow. I'm going to, what's going to happen is I'm going to make up a name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to pray for Joe Smith. Vic sure. <laughs> Surely there's a Joe Smith somewhere that needs to know the Lord. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to be the person that doesn't know the name. So giving them that time uh, to pray about it and think about it and, you know, to process because some of these people in your group might not know any lost people. Yeah. It is not uncommon, you know, again, so we're in Tennessee, we're in the buck of the Bible belt. It is not uncommon for a believer to not have any people in their life that are lost. So yeah, it's very important to give them that time. Yeah, that's super. That's super good point. And so make sure you finish it there, giving them a card and asking the million dollar question, uh, who in your life would benefit from a group like this? And next week, week four, it's the last discussion guide of our 30 day startup. But we're going to continue this conversation and how we can create an inviting place for each person in your groups, one, to feel welcome and accepted so they can have a life changing community where they can belong, believe and become. We look forward to that next conversation in our next week in our hypothetical life group. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a long hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.